Good morning and welcome to the session on highway systems operation. I know it's tough to compete with Disney World, so I really didn't expect such a crown, but we appreciate you all being here, show your interest in the way we do our business. We have five presentations for you this morning, and we're going to go through some manuals, some studies, some actual implementation, and a few case studies that hopefully will help us um, making better decision in the future on what to do to get the maximum out of our existing system, which is a theme of highway system operation. I'm Lap Huang with the Florida DOT. And to lead off our presentation this morning, I'm going to uh, introduce each speaker as they, as their turn come up. And then we're going to hold all the questions until the end because I just want to make sure that everybody got plenty of time to do their presentation. And to lead off the presentation this morning, we have Doug McLeod, and he's going to tell us what's happening with the Highway Capacity Manual uh, with Transportation Research Board. Uh, he also have with him a T-shirt that TRB printed out so that they can remember the 23 chapters and the four volumes and thousands of pages <laughs> that Doug has been working on. Um, Doug grew up here in Orlando before Mickey Mouse came to town, <laughs> graduated from Ecker College here in St. Petersburg, not so uh, far from here, and then got his Master in Economics and Planning from Florida State University. Um, he was a former chair of the Planning and Engineering Subcommittee of the TRB Committee on Highway Capacity. And Doug has spent 30 years with DOT in various positions, and currently he is a DOT Planning Manager for Highway Capacity, Level of Service, and Performance Measures. So please join me and welcome Doug. <clears throat> Thanks, Lap. Uh, Lap's a big gator, so there's an awful lot of orange and blue, and then I found out Deborah's a gator, too. But uh, for the Highway Capacity Committee, we met two weeks ago with Southern Cal, so uh, I don't know whether this is Barnum and Gold for FNSU or whether it's Southern Cal's colors. Uh, welcome to Orlando. As Lap said, this is, indeed is my hometown, so uh, uh, glad to have you here. We've been fortunate in the United States to have the Highway Capacity Manual. The first edition came out in 1950, so we're up to 58 years now. Uh, it served us well, and it is, it is surely one of the five leading transportation documents that we have in the world. It's the benchmark for highway capacity and quality of service analyses. We, we all recognize it as it's important and, and the source that we go to. Through the years, uh, simulation has come aboard, planning has its own needs. Uh, so we branched out, and, and the capacity manual can't be everything to everybody. But what it does serve is it's a, it's a consensus of opinion as, as we get, get some of the leading engineers throughout the United States and the world together to agree this is, this is essentially how we're going to evaluate capacity, highway capacity, and quality service. 
The first manual was in 50. The second manual was 1965. This is when we introduced the quality service, level of service concept. Then in 85, we began introducing facility levels with arterials. We also changed the way we did level of service. Previously in the 65 manual, it was all volume to capacity based. But beginning in the 85 manual, we went to driver perception or traveler perception. Level of service is based on traveler perceptions. So, for instance, if you're on a two-lane highway, what's most important to you? Being stuck behind another car? So that becomes the service measure as opposed to volume to capacity. In the year 2000, we branched out further to freeway facilities. We also got into, at least the initial cut, let me say, in the bicycle mode. There are going to be a lot of changes from the 2000 to the 2010 highway capacity manual. Since I get to put this together, I get to pick out the one I think which is most important. And truly, I believe this is going to be the most important and the one that the nation is looking for. We'll be looking at an integrated multimodal approach. Stephanie Kapalousas mentioned in Florida three key areas. One is mobility. One is multiple modes being available. The 2010 highway capacity manual will probably become the leading technical document, not only for those of us in auto and truck, but also in the bike, ped, and transit areas. It will be an integrated multimodal approach next time around. Some of us who are in planning, maybe some of you have seen Florida's service volume tables. A quick lookup. We don't have that in the capacity manual right now. If you want a quick idea what the level of service is, we'll give you that opportunity and some ranges involved. Our freeways. Where are our biggest problems? Frequently, they're at the ramp terminals. The new highway capacity manual will feature an interchange ramp terminal. So we're bringing that on board. As I mentioned earlier, there are many traffic analysis tools out there, some of them many more sophisticated and advanced than the highway capacity manual itself. We're going to have a chapter on those alternative tools and the appropriate use of the capacity manual in that. Have we all seen misapplications of the highway capacity manual? Surely. We're going to have an applications guide for the users so that hopefully we get better analyses coming to the agencies and for engineers to be working with. And I didn't even include about ten other research projects that came on board. And finally, the idea is rather than the 1,200 pages we have now and that book that's thick, we're going to break it down to four volumes. Keep it the same number of pages, but rather than having everything in one spot, if you're interested in like in freeways or uninterrupted flow, you'll be going to separate volumes. So I'll be talking about that. Of these bulleted items there, the one I'll spend some extra time on is the first one, the integrated multimodal approach, and I'll spend a little bit on the organization format. And I think this is going to be the biggest change that we'll be seeing. We're all used to the auto level of service. And in the 2000 edition, here was our first cut of the Highway Capacity Committee, what Mike 
what bike level service is, how many bikes can you get on the on the roadway? Or how many bikes can you get on the on the lane? How many pedestrians can you get on the sidewalk? Let me turn it around to you. If you're a if you're a bicyclist, is how many other bicyclists important to you on the roadway? <coughs> or is it the cars? If you're a pedestrian, how often are we really concerned about how crowded the sidewalk is? The concept will change. We'll go to a traveler perspective. What's most important to the traveler, to the bicyclist, the pedestrian, the transit user? We've recently completed a uh, over a million dollar research project throughout the United States on this multimodal approach and the, and the modes involved. So let me just give you a quick highlight of, of what the pedestrians say. What's most important to them? In the south there, at least in Florida, do I have a sidewalk? If I have a sidewalk, how close am I to the motorized vehicles? When you think about this, how fast are they going? Do I have some shade? To the bicyclist, what's if you put yourself as a bicyclist, do I have room on the road? How fast are those vehicles going by me? How many of them are going by me? Are there trucks? The blast affected the trucks. So this this will be the new approach. It'll be driver perception for these for these modes. Uh, transit. Uh, how many? I'm staying over at the Polynesian. Just go out, pick up the monorail, and come over here. Level service A. Uh, frequency. Uh, load factor becomes important, and then there's some other factors. Are bike, bicyclists, pedestrians, transit, are these mo highway modes? Essentially, the view is right away to right away line. What's in what's in those lines? Is the, in this sense, is the sidewalk part of the highway? Yes. The bike lane is it part of the highway? So that's the reason why the highway capacity manual can can take these, <coughs> have ownership of them. What we're looking for is in the future. So in a couple of years, the new process would be if you go to the urban streets chapter. Um, you can you can break it down to a signalized intersection, the unsignalized intersection, and evaluate the modes collectively, or all, all of them, uh, at the facility level, the, the urban street level. We would be featuring four different levels of service, so it's not one combined level of service. Right now, we talk about the level of service on on an arterial as C. There would actually be four different levels of service. One for bike, one for ped, one for uh, transit, one for auto truck. These would be integrated and they work together. So for instance, if you're doing an analysis of an arterial, if you raise the speed of the auto, what's going to happen to this level of service for the, uh, for the bicyclist? Higher the auto speed, the lower the uh, bicycle level of service. But as the roadway becomes more congested, what happens to the auto speed? 
goes down, bicycle level service in, improves. And there's just a lot of, when you think about it, there's just a lot of interaction among the modes. And so with the price of gas going up, what's our nation looking to? This is kind of the vision that we had in the year 2000, what the 2010 capacity manual would look like, and it's coming. And uh, it's coming probably just in time. Uh, the United States could really use this. I think that's, that's going to be the biggest advance. The other one that seems to have the most interest is, is the actual format of this thing. Uh, but what we're going to do, and I always have my cheat sheet, is we're going to have four, uh, four volumes. The first one will be on the concepts, the uh, second one on uninterrupted flow, third on the interrupted flow, and the fourth on the applications guide. Uh, we will have this in both print, uh, print version and an electronic version. Uh, so this would be like the website that you would go to. You could pull up uh, any different part, for instance, the concepts chapter. Uh, we would also be able to feature the latest research that has come on board down there in the lower left. So I think you'll be real pleased and you don't have to carry around that 1,200-page document anymore. Most of us deal in one area or the other, different streets or freeways. So uh, that's a, a look at where where we've uh, where we've been. The uh, on the really on behalf of the Highway Capacity Committee and the panel that I serve on overseeing the development of the 2010 Highway Capacity Manual, uh, we hope this serves you well, practicing engineers, and we value your input coming back to us as well. We've already started to talk about what the next, the post-2010 version looks like, and uh, some of the some of the key aspects there is oversaturated conditions. We want to take a closer look at that. Maybe the new kit on the block for uh, performance measures is travel time reliability. So I think we'll be seeing that coming on in the future, and it's so important with traffic ops. And I think Deborah maybe is following me next or soon, but. Uh, the importance of uh, travel time reliability and traffic operations work. Any comments, please feel free to send them to me, and I appreciate the time. Thank you. Thank you, Doc.